Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find me on Instagram or um, Instagram, actually. That's all the places we're going to use at Justin Bazaar at Justin the Food Entrepreneur's. That's where we send the messages. That's where you guys should send questions. If you want to be on the podcast, try to communicate with there. If you push me an email, I will email eventually. It's going to take me like a month, but I don't use it as my primary form of communication anymore. I use text messaging and Instagram just because the podcast is based around it. That's the thing we're going to anchor our marketing and advertising to as we relaunch. So before we go into the other social media platforms fully, uh, that's where we're going to start. So, and it's where we get most of the questions and involvement anyway. And if you guys are listening to the podcast and you guys are getting content out of it and you're enjoying it or you're enjoying the entrepreneurs or you're in support of the entrepreneurs, write a good comment on their episode. Like, I know everyone's supporting them and I and I hear all the rah, rah, rahs and, and whatever. Follow their Facebook or their Instagram or their social media. Like that's the least you can do if you're getting content out of it. Like at least pay a small fee. This You get it for free. This podcast is free to the world. Okay. And help them out a little bit. You know, at least try their product if you're getting some value out of what they're saying. Like this 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 is how the value is given. You want, you want to truly... Um, get value out of it and put goodness into the universe, you've got to give back for what was given to you. So we're not, you're not being, this is free. You can take it or leave it. You don't need to give anything. I'm not saying it, but what I am saying, if you want really goodness out of it, what I've learned is you've got to interact with what's being done. And that means write a good comment on the on the episode. If you like what the entrepreneur is doing, or if you're sharing the episodes, you guys should like it, give it a five stars, all the content. If it's good and it's helping, you should want it to help other people too. So promote it, promote the entrepreneurs, promote what they're doing, promote how they're creating jobs and support them. Like I love all, all the listeners and I love everyone around the globe and all the countries we're in listening in, but like there needs to be a little bit more there guys. Like you're getting a lot out of it. I hear it. And, and you're asking me a lot of questions, but come on, this is free. We're not asking anything. And I know every podcast is free, but if you're, we're getting content out of it, there is value. This is not just some other podcast interact with us a little bit here and interact with the entrepreneurs that are on the podcast a little bit more. And maybe you'll get more value or interaction from them. And you never know. One of them may mentor you just saying so. That's my soapbox. Um, and before I introduce uh, Sam, our guest, fully, I want to answer a question because um, it came out of the podcast that we did the other day based on discipline. And it's asking how I look at it and how do I have spontaneity and how I have romance and intimacy in my life with discipline, okay? You're misunderstanding. I'm not planning out the date or planning out something with my significant other. Like this is when we're going to have, I'm just going to say it's sex or whatever. Or this is when we're going to go on a date. Like like you plan the date, you plan time together. And then the spontaneity happens because there's, I don't know how to say this, there's presence in those moments because you have the discipline outside of those moments to get your shit done. 
and have your your life together so it's not weighing on you stressful and if you're achieving more in that time you're coming into those situations with your wife or significant other or the person you're dating or the person you're interested in with a level of confidence that allows that situation to be more spontaneous so it's things like that there's the discipline in your life to do the things that are necessary every day and i know what my goals are i'm just not tied to when i hit them i'm tied to more what i have to do today that matters today to try to get to those goals whether it's you know with a significant other whether it's dating whether it's in my businesses whether it's this podcast whether it's interacting and mentoring other individuals because i mentor a lot of people right now i've taken on a lot because i want to give back not only in this podcast but also in the form of young entrepreneurs and helping them especially in the ways that i wasn't helped in the ways i was also but in the ways that i wasn't especially and so a lot of that has to do with confidence a lot of that has to do with uncapping their potential a lot of that happens to be giving them the tools where they ask themselves the the questions that matter and uncap their own potential eventually so with that being said yes i'm extremely disciplined and i'm extremely focused and intentional with my time right now because i don't have any with the recording schedule i'm on with the advertising the marketing the trying to keep a you know roof over my head on top of it and i don't mean financially i mean just being organized guys because i take it very seriously and i take my life very seriously and my discipline is that in everything that i do so if i'm going to go out with someone whether it's a significant other or a date or a friend or a family member okay whatever the status is it does not matter to me that's the important part here i have the discipline where everything else in my life is i'm doing the best that i can every day where i'm able to be present in that moment one day at a time okay that's what discipline is and i have immense freedom in that and liberty in that and spontaneity in that and the ability to be romantic and intimate and loving in that moment because of it and i actually end up spending more time with people because here's something else i will say with discipline it does not matter if i go to the gym today and work out for four hours okay what matters is if I go to the gym seven days a week for an hour and everyone's like, well, what about a rest day? Wrong. The discipline is in the ability to go there. I don't care if it's an active rest day, you should still go to the gym and be there and be active for an hour. So you're instilling that discipline that I need to be active for an hour every day. I do it for twice a day for 45 minutes, even if it's walking with a weight vest. I take it very seriously as part of my discipline. It is part of my schedule and I will not go out or meet someone if I have not done my two workouts. You will not want to hang out with me. So that's just the way it is. And that's what discipline is to me. And if it's with your family and with your children, it's the same thing. There's so much freedom in the discipline because if your life goes well and you're not behind schedule and you're not running around like a fire all the time, then you actually have time for family time to go do real significant things together that have meaning and impact and influence. So that's all I'm saying. So sorry for that. Um, with that being said, I'm going to introduce us uh, to our guest today, Sam Fonseca of Roll 'em Up uh, Taquitas. Uh, from Chino Hills, California. I hope I got that all right, Sam. Did I get that right? You got it so close. So close. Fonse Fonseca. 
A Fonseca, God. That, anyway. That SC combo, that SC is just, it, it gets everybody. You're, you're no, I've been board. butchering names lately. It's just really bad. It's very embarrassing. And without the pre-meeting notes today, I'm really just struggling. So I'm going to try it again. Um, Fonseca. Hey. Got it? There it is. Cool. Gosh. Oh, man. Guys, if anyone knows what I go through for the episodes just to get... It's it's not the start that's hard for me or even the conversation. I don't even get nervous about that. It's just the pronunciation of the name because I think the name we've been given is so important. The full name we've been given. You know, I'm very much about if I'm going to meet a person, I'm not going to go with a nickname or your part name. Like, I want to know the whole person and I grow the whole person and your potential. If I'm friends with you or you're my family or you eventually are dating me and become a significant other or whatever it is, like, I want to know the whole person. And that's the whole name you were given. And I'm not like, don't call me Justin Ryan Bazaar. That's not what I mean. But don't just call me just. I mean, call me Justin, you know? And that's just, for me, it's important. I know other people prefer nicknames and I get it, but I'm going to call you your full name because I want to know the whole person because I believe it's significant. So I love names. That's why they're important to me. So Sam, tell me about yourself. Tell the audience about yourself. Like, where did you come from? Like, how did this entrepreneurial dream start? And, you know, how did you start rolling up to Kitas? Definitely. Uh, well, my name is Sam Fonseca. I'm super excited to get on here with you. Thank you so much for your time. You know, uh, I, I was born in Nicaragua, got to the beautiful United States of America when I was eight years old and have loved every minute of being here did your parents uh, have the american dream i'm just curious is that what brought we, you here just because i want to really anchor this point if if that's the point we're making here absolutely absolutely the american dream is alive and kicking i am a, a great example of that my parents were great entrepreneurs in nicaragua living in a country where if you're living under communism it doesn't quite work out uh you your uh, your goals, your aspirations, and your dreams are tainted because uh, it, it's just not the focus to have the same freedoms that we have here in this beautiful country. So um, my parents got uh, let us know that we were going to a little trip. We were going to be traveling to uh, Epcot Center and going to Miami and enjoying life uh, for a couple of weeks. When we landed in uh, in Miami, I asked my dad. I was eight years old at the time. I asked him. So how long is our trip? And once we landed, he told me, I didn't want to tell you this because I didn't want you to share this with anybody, but we're never going back. Uh, this is our new home. And um, we came over here with, I think, maybe about $3,000 in my parents' pockets. They left their home, they left their business, they left their language, they left everything behind, they left their culture. And that drive and that um, those sacrifices that they made for us, that's what you have in me. You have somebody that is absolutely driven to make sure that my parents sacrifice and everything that they give up in their beautiful homeland, for they give it up for us for freedom and for the potential to be whatever the hell we wanted to, you know, to do. So um, ever since I was a young kid, I, I saw my parents. They were great leaders. My grandma was a great leader and they were entrepreneurs and they left everything behind. And when we first got here, you know, I was a kid that if, uh, you know, my grandma would ask me, hey, what toy would you like? I would let her, you know, I'd give her a list of toys and I would get them. I would open them up. I love them. I put them in my backpack and uh, I would sell it at school because I just I, I was just wired to 
be an entrepreneur. Then the next week she'll ask me, hey, uh, where's that toy? I, I got you. I said, hey, well, I turned around and I flipped it. I made some money. And uh, and they thought it was it was funny that I did that. They were a little bit upset at times, but then they just figured out, hey, this kid just, he just loves business. And when I was old enough, I'm gonna date myself. Um, my parents, you know, were walking around Price Club, now known as Costco. And I passed by the candy aisle and I noticed that there were blow pops, you know, a hundred of them in a box for five bucks. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. I could sell each one for 25 cents. So I asked my dad, hey, dad, let me have $5. And then uh, from those $5, I made, you know, 25 bucks, turned around, gave my dad five bucks. And I said, hey, I got it from here. And uh, it was just so much fun and so much excitement and thinking uh, as an entrepreneur. Um, my parents, you know, were struggling in the United States. They were struggling and I could see it and, you know, you didn't really know. I, I had an amazing childhood, absolutely amazing. I grew up in a country where at the age of three, I was going through a civil war, but my dad never made that. Uh, we were never victims. We were never, none of that crap. We, life is great, period. You know, so as I'm three years old and we're you know, going from one house to another house to try and find, um, you know, a, a safe place, it was a fun it was like a journey and uh, my dad made it fun and we, we weren't shaking in our boots or at least I wasn't. He, he made it fun. Hey, we're going to this uncle's house. We're going over here so we could stay safe. And it was, it was so much fun. And we met up with our, all of our cousins. We had a great time. Well, come to find out we were in the middle of a civil war and I had no clue about that. That's who my father is. Very, very positive individual. So, you know, I'm here in the United States where tw I'm about 12, 13 years old. And, um, you know, it's my siblings, my parents were at home and we hear this knock on the door. Knock on the door and we're wondering and my parents just tell us, please don't make a single noise. And we have no clue what's going on. I've never seen this fear in my parents face. So the knock keeps going and then uh, eventually a knock ends. The individual leaves and I turn to my parents and I ask, hey, what's going on? And uh, my parents said, that was the landlord, Jerry, and uh, we don't have enough money to pay the rent. So it was the first time ever that I saw fear in my parents' eyes. And that shit to this day motivates me every single day because I want to make sure whatever I could do. So if I was selling more candy than anybody else while I was going to school, whatever I could do to raise money. So my parents had enough money to pay the rent. When I was old enough to start working, I started working at this beautiful company, right? Called In-N-Out Burger. And I the, was the, I love In-N-Out Burger. I'm sorry. I know everyone's uh, like, why? But for some reason, I just, and I, it's, I don't know what it is. There's a culture there I can't place my finger on, but it's, um, it's phenomenal. But anyway, go on. Sam. I start working at raising, uh, excuse me, at In-N-Out Burger. I, I go work over there. I, I mean, I went through eight In-N-Outs. I went to the first seven, took a look at me and said, no, we're not hiring. So I just kept going to each one because I know I was going to work at In-N-Out. It was a great place. My friends worked there. They talked great things about it. Eventually, this amazing individual by the name of Rick Pendleton took me in. And uh, he gave me a shot. And he said, hey, uh, I'm going to expect a lot from you. And he was absolutely the best general manager I've ever worked with. 
this guy just got shoulder to shoulder with you. He worked with you. What was amazing about working at In-N-Out Burger, number one, absolutely great quality, just a focus of what In-N-Out is and, and what they're not. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And there's somewhat of a mystery there too, which I really like. They, they play the mystery game and which gives a loyalty to their customers and there's a playfulness in the way that they do things. But yet like, I mean, everyone's so professional. It's kind of crazy, like beyond professional of any other fast food restaurant I've ever been in. But anyway, go ahead. You nailed it. You nailed it. I mean, the, the culture that we have at at home when I was growing up and the culture at In-N-Out, I mean, the values, they were reinforced at work. The values that my parents raised us with, they were in, reinforced at In-N-Out. It was awesome. I'll give you one story. You know, I'm, I'm working at In-N-Out. I make a strawberry shake. I put the lid on it. I walk over. I'm about to hand it out to the customer. And we can't do this now in this date and age, but back in 1994, Rick grabbed my wrist and he, before I handed out the strawberry shake, the customer's right in front of me. He grabs my wrist and he says, Sammy, pull that back in. And he says, Sammy, look, on the side of that cup, you have some strawberry syrup going out the window. Now, I know your parents raise you with pride. And there's no way you're going to hand out that cup with that strawberry syrup going on the side of the cup. Bring it back in. Show your pride. Oh, this happened 1994. So we're talking. Holy crap. And that's, I've never thought about putting it that way, but Mm -hmm. I've had it put that way to me and I've never actually used it in that way. That's phenomenal. But please go on, Sam. It's 1994. It's 1994. And I'm talking about it like it just happened this morning, right? Because it was one of those moments where you go, I'm at the right place. Oh, I mean, my parents weren't even there, but they were high-fiving Rick Hamilton. And, and Rick was working right next to me. So I've never seen this before. I've never seen a general manager work their hardest to be right there with you. It Every parent fun. better be high-fiving right now whose kid hears yeah. this episode after you saying you just dropped probably the wealthiest knowledge uh, of a podcast we've had in a long time. But go ahead. Thank you. And I hope we have a lot more time because Rick Pendleton, I can share. Yes, so we have as much stories. time as you want. That's why I do the podcast the way that we do. No one can tell me how long or short we need to go. It's up to the entrepreneur. It, it was it was so awesome what I learned, right, at In-N-Out Burger and working with Rick. And um, he just reinforced the things that were taught at home. He made work fun. Uh, I worked actually at the oldest In-N-Out Burger in history. It was, you know, it was store number five in Pasadena. Absolutely beautiful. There was just a camaraderie there that it was, it was so much fun. You didn't want to call out. You didn't want to miss a shift. You didn't want to be late because it was, it was like playing for a high-performing team. So um, the lines were out to the street, uh, you know, down Foothill Boulevard, and there was a line at the walk-up window, and it was it was game on. So there was this excitement about it, right? And um, so when I first started there, for the first two weeks, you were working in the back of the house. You were either, you know, hand leafing lettuce, or you were slicing tomatoes, or and they would go in the intercom. They would call you out and say, "Hey, Sammy, you want to come in? Yeah, let me get in there. All right, bring some ice." 
So you, you get ice. They're like, yes, I'm, I've been called up to the majors. So I'm coming in with ice. I put the ice in and I <laughs> yeah. go, Rick. I know Rick, exactly that feeling. You're like, yes, I made it. And you're like, I'm just yeah. hauling ice, but I really made it. <laughs> <laughs> so Rick is like, and I'm like, hey, Rick, here's the ice. I try and do it as fast as possible. And then he's like, all right, man, go back out there. Get, get, get started on some more lettuce. I'm like, damn, not today, huh? But it was, it was this uh, sign of like, we'll let you know when you're ready to come and play in the, in the majors. For the time being right now, you're still in the back of the house, right? And, I mean, just all these teachings from in and out. I could go on and on. Well, I started there walking down tables, cutting tomatoes, you know, hand-leafing lettuce, you know, peeling potatoes, all that stuff. I was there for 14 years, and I absolutely loved it. And I kept just moving up. I just kept moving up. And I started going to a school at Cal Poly Pomona. I graduated from high school. And everybody just knew I just absolutely loved the restaurant industry. Um, as I'm going to school uh, for a ma- my bachelor's degree, I feel like I'm getting a doctor's degree in service and leadership and entrepreneurship at In-N-Out Burger. And it, so as I kept moving up and I was trying to figure out, should I go for uh, an internship or should I do this? I was I love supply chain. I love logistics. I was studying to, you know, operations management in the service industry. And, you know, what kept me going at In-N-Out was I was consistently just kept moving up, kept moving up. And, you know, one of the things that I think about this a whole lot, and I was recently sat down with the old VP, uh, Vice President of Operations for In-N-Out Burger. His name's Carl Van Fleet. One of the, if not the smartest individuals I've ever worked with. And well, not only smart, but absolutely a great individual. Um, to this day, I, I've been away from In-N-Out Burger for, you know, for some 15 years now, but I still call Calvin Fleet for advice, for guidance in, in, in direction. This guy is absolutely amazing. I can't talk enough about this individual. Um, so I, I was talking to Calvin Fleet. I said, hey, you, you know, what kept me at In-N-Out was Every so often, I would, you know, get a raise, 50 cents, 75, raise, 75 cents raise, and, you know, I was going to school, and I was like, oh, perfect. And what was, what's awesome about that, and I never forgot this, is, you know, if you're doing a great job, and you're rewarded, and every so often, there was no time, hey, every six months, we're going to sit down and go over evaluation, and if you score past a three, you'll, you'll get a nickel, a quarter. It's, what? They didn't have, they, they don't have that in and out. It's all based on performance, okay? Well, and adherence to the core values over the long run, right? And the discipline, as we talked about in the beginning of the episode, you show that discipline to be consistent and keep consistent in the consistency of demonstrating our core values. We'll just give it to you. But it's not Mm -hmm. you achieve this or there's not little goals. No, it's being a good human, a well-rounded human, and growing the other humans around you at the same time. Because In-N-Out has that too. There's this very much about coaching and mentoring and giving back what you've been given to the people that are coming into the business. I don't know how or why, but and you would know you're an insider, but it's just so inherently in the culture. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's why it was important that they built slowly in the way that they did and they didn't franchise yes. across the country because mm-hmm. that culture can't be exploded. And and anyway, I'm sorry, Sam, go on. I just think it's important that we highlight. I want to highlight one more thing real quick before I mm-hmm. go on is <clears throat> there's for me, I have like 
18 E's that make a good leader and a good person in life, okay? And I talk about in the Centurion Leadership Battalion, and as we relaunch that, we'll get more into those. But the thing that you touched upon is important. If I'm getting educated and I'm being educated in something, I if I need to go be getting experience in that field at the same time or the education will not anchor. I am sorry it will not. You don't you're not getting the practical knowledge that anchors the education. Food service partners when we had that back in the day I was 18 years old and I went to college during that time for 4 years and because I was active in a business I was also starting my own business as an entrepreneur and I had done my own businesses for how long also and just to Sam's point I would ask for the same present from everyone. I'd keep one and then I'd go sell off or trade in the rest for the cash. So I didn't <laughs> I didn't do it where I get different gifts from people, but I'd ask for the same thing from everyone like like you know the Slimer set or the same video game from every single person and I get like 20 of them. My mom be like, "Why are you doing that?" And don't tell everyone you got doubles and you need a gift receipt. I'm like, "No, I'm doing it on purpose. I care about the cash, but everyone doesn't want to give me cash cuz when they give me cash, they give me less." I figured that out also so so it's like ask for the gifts and then stack them up and go return them all at one store at one time all nine video games and cash out and so very much the same mentality my parents still to this day I don't fully figured out what was going on but I had it down to a freaking thing the other thing I want to talk about real quick before you go on is stoic during a war um and that is a man thing that I think we lack in the United States there's not this stoic um, ability to handle a situation. And there's not the space in relationships and the understanding that, hey, we cannot be emotional right now. Even though the house is on fire, we're still in it and we need to act in a way that the legacy that we're generating still has positivity in their life. Because if we're surrounded by negativity, that's the way they're going to develop and they're going to develop and our grandchildren are going to develop and so on and so forth. So I think that that's an important piece. Like they're stoic in that. Like that's the word I would use. I believe Aristotle or um, one of those guys. Um, I can't remember. I love philosophy, but it's been a while. Socrates somewhere around there, all those great um, Plato somewhere in there came up with that uh that the stoic you know human and what it meant to be a stoic human I actually think it's aristotle but um the also the other thing is i want to reinforce the importance as you continue on this conversation with in and out burger sorry guys i'm just reading my notes of core values but it's really reinforced by working in the food business like i don't know why people skip it or or sorry, people, humans, and uh, overall, why you don't want your children to establish a work ethic from food. I feel like before they go in anything else, they need to learn service. They need to learn food. They need to understand what it takes to actually produce food in a massive scale versus in the kitchen. I don't know how else to put it to anyone. I don't care what field you go in. It should be a staple of life just because we eat and it's part of our life and we do it more often than anything else and we surround every moment of our life whether we're dating whether we're it's thanksgiving whether it's a business meeting it's all around food and so most of the time and it's important so i just want to make that note as well so thank you sam i think that covers everything that i had i want to continue on so let's continue on with the lessons at in and out burger we were talking about, you know, the raises and the 75 cents here and there and and not even noticing. So I just want to earmark where we were so you could pick up from there. 
Definitely. Thank you so much for what you shared. Uh, and one of the things that I was leading up to here is, you know, what in and out does fantastic is that they don't wait for somebody to put in their final notice, their two-week notice, to actually give them a raise. And I, I find that so bizarre. When somebody puts in a, a, their notice, they're quitting, they're going to go work somewhere else. And all of a sudden, the employer does have the cash. Hey, well, well, hold on, hold on just a minute here. Why are you leaving? Is it the money? I can pay you more. Like, it's just such a ass-backwards kind of thinking because – at in and out I've they, had they, business partners that do that and very much believe in that. They, you know, in and out they think if you're doing the job, we should pay you more. Yeah. We should pay you more. We and this is from, you know, also another individual by the name of Louis Marjorisano, absolutely yeah. a great individual. He said, "Hey Sam, I know you're going to school. This is my he's my first district manager ever that I've ever worked with." He said, "Sam, I know you're going to Cal Poly Pomona. What do you want to do?" And I said, "Hey, you know, I want to own my own business. And he said, fantastic. I, I, I'm so excited to hear that from you. And he said, what do you want to do? I said, it's something in the restaurant industry. I'm not quite sure what I want to do, Lewis, but that's, that's what I'm driven to. I, I absolutely love it. I'll take what I've learned from here. And, I, and he said, Sammy, while you're here, I want you to make the most amount of money. So let's keep working hard for you to keep moving up here. Okay. And that's and, the right type of mentor, just so everyone knows. They want to uncap your potential and give you the resources to do it. This, is, this wasn't an individual that was trying to tell me to not to do it. He was actually encouraging me to do it. And exactly, he said, while you're here, make the most that you possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. How many times do you hear an employer tell that to their, you know, to their employee, right? I agree and, with you. So one of the things, like the, the key takeaway that I, I took from when we were consistently getting raises as we were moving up is we didn't go and search for other jobs that were paying higher or that can possibly, you know, we didn't look for the other side of like, hey, maybe it's better over there. We didn't think about that because we just kept moving up here. We just kept getting better and better things here at in out right? So that was, you know, the key takeaway. And I, I find it so funny and, and and hurtful for when somebody puts in their notice and all of a sudden the employer has all of a sudden more money in their account to pay them more. I, I never understood that. And that was something that's to this day, I, I think about that a lot. Hey, if somebody's doing the job, if somebody's working their butt off, if somebody's applying themselves, and helping you grow your business, make sure you take care of that individual, right? So it, it was, uh, you know, like I said, I could go on and on for all the things that I learned at Internet, but it was it, it's it was such a, a fantastic brand to grow up with. Um, I grew up there, going from starting off as a level one, uh, you know, associate they call them, and all the way up, and became you know a trainer, uh, became a a, a general manager for them ran, you know, restaurants. And the great thing was, is, you know, what my father and my parents have taught me, if you act like an owner, you will be an owner. If you act like an owner. So even though you're not part of the Snyder family, you're not, you know, part of the family that owns In-N-Out Burger, think of it and act as if you're an owner. And, and that's what I did at every single restaurant that I, that I managed. And I was really, really driven 
to drive it like an owner and the things that I learned from there. And then guess what happened? I just kept moving up. And, well, and I it's the, and I hear this also. It's the, in if it doesn't matter if you're mopping floors right now, act like you're the CEO, have mm-hmm. that pride, have that quality that you're leading in that way. And people are looking to you to lead in every job you do, because once you're the CEO, you, you're better off rising from the bottom than from just being given something because there's such, I don't even know how to say it, but power for lack of a better term. And I don't want to misuse the word, but in that ability to work with people and grow with people and um, move up and people see you as an inspiration that you actually worked up in the same organization, it's huge. And your story in that, that you were able to do it. And you, I think you said it was 14 years that you worked there. So like that's consistency and discipline towards a goal. So um, before I forget, and I don't want to um, cut you off, Sam, I want you to continue on where you're going but I have it coming through my earphones. So before I forget, if you could name the five core values that you gained from In-N-Out Burger or that In-N-Out Burger instills in their employees, um, what would it be? And you don't need to answer it right now. I want you to finish your thought. But before I forget, because I have other questions coming through, I want to make sure that I footnote that question. Give me one second. I'll give you, I'll give you the 10 that I'm going to write a book about. All right. Awesome. Now we're talking and you're writing a book. I love this. Where did you come from? How? I don't understand. This is the weird thing about energy in the world is I'm attracting a lot of this right now to the podcast. And the team here is obviously doing a really good job. I don't know how we're all making all these pieces together um, the way that they are. But this is really good content. And this is really good for the entrepreneurs out there because – what you started off in the restaurant space, but now I believe you're in the consumer packaged goods space. And maybe I'm wrong, but I believe that you've done some sort of transition here. Um, maybe. No, no, no. I, I am still absolutely in the restaurant industry. Okay. Um, and, and we'll get to that, you know. And, and, okay. I am. This is my passion. There's, there's nothing else I want to do. So it's just this restaurants. Is- there's no like. We're going to sell this to the world commercially. This is more like, okay, good. I like no. this. I just want to set my expectations because, again, I don't yeah. have my pre-meeting notes today. And I'm sure. sorry about that, guys. And But I'm kind of – this is kind of one of those things where I've had the discipline to get everything organized. But I have no notes. So the spontaneity is happening in the discipline. And I'm wowed because I, I don't have the pre-notes and I haven't been able to do the pre-work that I normally do. So – Gee, Sam, let's keep talking here. Let's talk about the book and the 10 values. Sure. So I'll give you some. I wrote these back in uh, July 13, 2004. Uh, July 13, 2014. And when I was thinking about, because everybody just kept asking me about In-N-Out. And the the name of, the title of the book, it's What's in the Sauce. And everybody, what's in the sauce? I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll give it to you. Number one, it's integrity. It's integrity in all you do. Integrity in how you take care of the customer. Integrity in how you treat your people. Integrity in, in, the, in the product that you put out. Integrity in every step of the process. And that's where in and out starts. That's what's in the sauce. Don't tell anybody. It's integrity. It's, it's the quality. It's the history behind it, right? When you come in, when you come into an orientation, it's your first day on the job. 
right? If you come in and you feel like any, any, any place you work, we're not even talking about just the restaurant industry, right? My wife is an executive assistant. She's been an executive assistant for years, absolutely loves what she does. She feels there's significance there in the entire company. She can, she can help people, right? And we moved away. We, she started a new job. She's working at this new company where it's absolutely exciting for me. I can't wait. They built parts for submarines. And she's got to sign this, you know, this agreement that she can't say anything because she's working in this area that it goes out to the armed forces, right? She goes to work. I am jacked up. I can't wait for her to come back home from work. And I'm thinking like, damn, what was this orientation like? Ooh, she's kind of like a little spy. I'm, I'm just excited, right? She comes home from work and then she goes, hey, um, and, I, and she walks in and I said, hey, how was your first day today? And she goes, you want to know what my first day was like? And I said, yeah. She goes, I get there and they didn't even know I was coming. What? What do you mean they didn't know you were coming? They didn't know I was coming, Sam. Um, and then the owner who I, the owner who I interviewed with, the freaking owner that I interviewed with. I'm so um, blown away by this right now, but go on. The interview, the person that walks in, the, the owner goes, oh, hey, I didn't know that you started today. She goes, yeah, yeah, I brought donuts for everybody. He goes, oh, you can put them right there. And he walks into his office, closes the door, and she's like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? I'm just standing here. And then um, one of the secretaries or one of the folks at the works of the office goes, hey, I just want to let you know, um, here's the AC. Nobody touches the AC but the owner. He turns it on when he's cold, when he's hot, and he turns it off when he's cold. But nobody is allowed to touch it. And she goes, Sam, that was my orientation. And I said, quit that effing job right now. You're not going back there tomorrow. I know. Okay? Don't waste a single more moment of your don't. potential on someone else who doesn't even know what potential is. I was so upset about this. I would have I, lost my mind. I can't even, I don't even know what to say right now. I'm going to be quiet for a little bit because I'm going to have to vent somewhere after this episode on this, on look, this topic alone. This company makes parts for submarines. The, where's the company history? Where, where are we going? Where's the vision? Where's the pride think, in the military history of our country? Like, hello, right? where's tied to the purpose of what you guys are doing? Sorry, I'm yelling into the mic a little loud, and so, they're like, calm so down. She worked, but I'm like, where is all that? There's so much there. She worked like, there one why? day. She worked there one day. Oh, my God. And so, I so can't when I'm imagine. talking about... So when I'm talking about In-N-Out Burger, on your first day, you come in to a team that's ready and excited for you. You have your uniform ready to rock and roll. You walk in. Your first hour, you're learning about In-N-Out Burger. Look, I'll tell you this right now. I haven't worked there in 15 years, but I can run off a history of In-N-Out Burger right now. Open in October 22nd. 1948. They opened at 4.15 in the afternoon. On their first day, they sold 57 burgers in Baldwin Park, California. That was 1994. Why do I remember this? Because they made it important. Because if you take pride in what you do, you will share your history. Right? So... Yeah, and I agree with this 100%. It's like food service partners, 
our anchoring point was that we never missed a single delivery to a single hospital or long-term care home or any compromised population in 24 years, not one delivery. And we produced central locations and had to send out the food every single night to multiple groups of hospitals across the country and all of our facilities. But we prided ourselves on never missing a delivery. And you were talking about integrity and we got off it. So I think we're still on that. But I agree with you, like the history and taking pride in it and anchoring your company to that is so important. Um, Go on, uh, Sam, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. And um, so the history, you know, what you do on your first day to a new team member, general manager, whatever their title is, that they're coming into your company. What you do on your first day is everything. You are teaching the norms, the expectations, the prompt, everything on day one. And that's what you learned at day one at in and out Burger. You, it was, it, history is important beyond time. You know, I can write, the chapter on people alone that that uh, uh on how they take care of people in and out and how they value people uh, man that, that that's a another book on itself right they focus on taking care of people and not on profit the profit will come their profit you definitely have to be profit driven right but you're not talking about hey let's let's make profit today no what You'll get fired if you say that out loud. You just take care of people, right? And the focus on internally with your people, on your vendors, the great relationships that you had with vendors, right? So again, what and was the money's the trophy? Like money, mm-hmm. this is where people. It, the money's not the reward. The money's not something you get for doing the right thing. It's what you get for winning over the long run. It's the trophy at the end of the season. And I know that's hard to believe because we get paid weekly and stuff like that. But where you really make money and where money becomes where it's more, you have more of it or it starts building up in the bank account and you have nicer cars and nicer houses is that understanding that it's long term. It's a long term focus and it's a trophy. And I don't know how to explain it to everyone because we give away trophies so easily these days and for doing anything mediocre. But it's, but what I am trying to say is it's something that's given when winning. And, and the reason I say it's a trophy because the next season starts tomorrow. Every time you win it, you got to go do it again tomorrow. It's just the way it is. It's, it's a fleeting thing if you don't understand that you have to go capture it every day or try to capture it every day because you don't win trophies every day. Some days you lose them, and that's part of life. But anyway, go ahead, Sam. Yeah, uh, Another chapter in the book would be leadership. The leadership that is – I mean, the leadership that uh, they have at Indian Burger when I was coming up was just absolutely awesome. And um, – I talked about Carl Van Fleet. I talked about Rick Pendleton. I talked about Luis Marchesano, Jaime Marquez. These are just great individuals that um, that just made an impact in my life. And I know that I'm not the only one. And um, so they build leaders at the at the company level. One one day I was, you know, I'm, I think I was 17, 18 years old. I was already going to Cal Poly Pomona and studying and. Uh, this individual by the name of Camino gives me a, a book and he goes, Hey, uh, Hey Sammy, I want you to read this book. And I thought, Oh, great. And I said, oh, okay, great. And he said, Hey, 
read chapter one and then we'll go over it uh, next next week. And I said, all right, sounds good. And I already have books for school and I'm like, when am I going to do this? Right. So definitely not not a passion of mine to read books. And then he gives me this book and then I start reading it. And it wasn't mine put, either, actually. And actually, it's interesting I, that you say this. Go ahead. And then I can't I can't put the book down. Yeah, I've been I, there. All of a sudden, I'm like motivation book. This book, I actually uh, get something out of it. Cool, man. Uh, I, I had no clue. Like I, I thought yeah. it was just going to be another book, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I was right there with you. I This moment is just so important for people to understand. When you change the books that you read, if you're an ambition person, like it uncaps things that I can't even imagine. But please keep going, Sam. I love this. I, I'm looking at 25 books right in front of my face right now. And they're all, um, it all started because of that one book that he gave me. And then I started realizing, holy crap, I absolutely, this is, something that I love and this can help me become a better leader. Right. And that's the thing about it is I was selling burgers. I was flipping burgers and frying French fries, but somebody gave me a book on leadership and taught me, Hey, there's more, and this is how you can get more. And this is how you can move up. And most importantly, this is how you can impact people. Right. So it, it was absolutely phenomenal. Right. Um, I think, you know, when you think about a restaurant space, you could you could put this about anything, whether you're an accountant or a maintenance tech, whatever. There's leadership in every single position. Uh, it, it just is there leadership in that person. And, you know, when I was given that book and then I just started gravitating to learn more and more about leadership and how to to help others and how to be a better person. And, you know, it, it was phenomenal. And, and in and out did this, right? People joke about working in the restaurant industry. Um, people joke about flipping burgers for a living. Well, guess what? They're, they're help. It, it's a, a, such a great start for people, right? I remember, you know, and, they talked well, and about- And here's the thing, and um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but make fun of me for two years for flipping burgers and I'll show you and I'll make fun of you for 20 years over what you're doing working in a corporate environment for someone else. You know, I just, I, and I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I'm being honest. Like the freedoms I have at 42 years old based on my skill and my mindset and who I am far outweighs any freedom I would have gotten by not flipping burgers because I work so hard when I was so young that now working hard is such an ability that I outwork everyone around me every second of every day. And I love this, Sam, because here's the thing that in and out also teaches, and I just want to talk about the flipping burgers, is if you're intentional and you're focused and you dominate that test, you don't let distractions or disruptions get in your mind as a leader. You're focused on getting the job done in your pride and your integrity. Like good things happen. Like if I'm running, it doesn't matter if the shirts per person's shirt next to me is red. Like I don't need to think about it. That's not important for the outcome of me finishing the race. What I need to be thinking of and putting in my head is, okay, how am I going to build my integrity? What am I going to finish at? Oh my gosh, if I finish this race, what are my kids going to think? What is the example I'm leading by them or my employees or my vendors? What is those examples that I'm doing? So I love what you're talking about from the leadership standpoint. I also want to say this because I think a lot of entrepreneurs aren't blessed with this in and out burger experience. So I love that you're sharing it through a book. But I will say the entrepreneurs that are out there, 
a lot of us go through this in a different way where we're having to read books and we don't have mentors in a business that gave us these leadership skills. We have to go out and seek it and you really should go out and seek it and probably from people like Sam. And I just want to make that footnote. But I do want to say this, that if you can find companies or you can go work in food where they instill these core values in you and teach you the basics, it's huge. Because while I was 18 and I went through this, I had to learn these core values over falling down steps, for lack of a better term, as I was building a business or building businesses. And there was no one really around me that instilled these things in me. Even though I had entrepreneurial parents and work ethic and there were core values there. One of the things I didn't have was the leadership based and the consistency and discipline in my character and thing over a long run and what that meant. And I had to learn that the hard way. So when it, why I'm so focused on leadership and legacy and food is because those are things that I really had to focus on growing and leadership came naturally to me through just being active and being disciplined and motivated and same with entrepreneurship. I was born, I knew from the day I was born that that's what I was supposed to be. Just like I know I'm supposed to be an athlete, like for the rest of my life. Like I don't consider myself a going to the gym person. No, I'm an athlete period. And that's just the way it is for me. And I treat my body that way and my lifestyle that way. And because I need to be in the best shape to be a a really high functioning entrepreneur. So But those leadership values that you get and that we want our children to have is why we need to push our children into these environments. So I'm so sorry, Sam, but I just really want to emphasize really strongly these points that you're making. And we have time, so keep going. Thank you so much. um, That, I think, is is one of the uh, biggest, you know, learnings from In-N-Out Burger was just the overall leadership and the quality of leaders that I was surrounded around and, and that I gravitated to and what I learned from them. Here's a, a an absolutely like great leadership, like something that I think about all the time. Uh, I talked about this individual by the name of Jaime Marquez. He was the absolute most difficult, uh, he challenging district manager that I've ever worked with. And I absolutely love him to this day. Um, because he just kicked my ass. He he wanted more and expected more and more. And I, you know, prior to that, I worked with people that just kept saying like, hey, you're number one, you're doing a great job. And they would, I would just get pats on the back, pats on the back. And I was like, yes, moving up, moving up. Things are going great. Then I worked with Jaime and then Jaime, every single time he would go to my restaurant, there was something else he wanted me to get better at and something else. And and I would come home and I would talk to ex-wife and say, hey, you know, man, I just don't know what's going on with this guy. He's he's just, he's so difficult to work with. And and then, uh, you know, she's like, and then she was my biggest cheerleader at the time. And she was like, I go, well, you should tell him something. You should tell him something. Uh, and so one day, as we're walking out to his car, I said, hey, is there ever going to be a day where you come in and you just say, everything's great? And he turned around and he said, if that's what you want me to do, I'll do that. But I know deep down inside, Sammy, that you want to move up and you want to make history. So I'm going to do my very best to challenge you every single day. Now, if you want that to change, let me know and I'll change. But I'm sure deep down inside, when you think about it, you absolutely want to get better every single day. I know how you're wired. 
I figured you out. You want more out of life. So let me challenge you. Let me know tomorrow. Think about it. And damn it, he was right. I drive home. I come back to work the next day. I call up Hyman. I'm like, hey, Hyman, I apologize for what I said. You're absolutely right. I want more. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'll see you later. He comes in to my restaurant, tells me, what I need to work on. <laughs> and he said, you don't want everything. No, it's never going to be perfect, Sam. I'm going to keep pushing you. And I'm you should never you. want comfort in life, period, guys. I'm sorry. Comfort is a, a not a friend. Comfort, Comfortability, you need to seek on comfort. And I love this lesson. And keep going, uh, Sam. He, I, he literally, t- uh, prior to him, I had a district manager that would say, Sammy, you're my favorite Sammy in the whole world. Thanks. Appreciate you. And I was like, cloud not. No, Jaime expected something from me. And he he didn't stop until I was better. And, and he man, expected what about, he expected. Oh, you talk about an individual that helped me grow exponentially. It was Jaime Marquez. It, it just absolutely amazing what he instilled in me and how he challenged me. And guess what? In less than you know four and a half years, I was the fastest to ever go from general manager to district manager and, and in and out history. And diamonds are made under pressure, right? It, it, absolutely. You know, so I think, you know, the biggest part that, um, you know, that I took away, God, there's so many, so many absolutely great, um, great learnings that I learned from in and out. But, you know, those were it. I talked about Calvin's lead. I'll tell you this right here. You know, Jaime Marquez was also very smart in, in his relationships. He, he could write a book on relationships 101. And he uh, he told me, he said, hey, Sam, if you ever want to know, and now at this point I'm a district manager, he said, hey, if you ever want to know what your GMs feel about you, when you meet their spouse, their spouse will tell you and how they interact with you. Yeah. Thought, yeah. Interesting. Interesting yes, takeaway. 100%. Interesting takeaway, right? So we would have yeah. company functions and the GMs that were performing at a high level and that I thought were doing absolutely amazing and and folks that I would praise them a whole lot, their spouse would absolutely run to give me a hug because guess what? They were making more money and they had a nice house and they were driving a better car since we started working together. And those that I was being very difficult with and I knew I expected more from them, because now I have a little piece of Jaime with me, I would say hi to the spouse and I would go in for the hug and whoop, there goes that handshake. And I thought, Jaime is a genius. And uh, this is the thing. And here's the part that's funny about this. I want to point this out just, Sam, just because I do think it's hugely important. And someone, I value relationships a whole bunch and they're hugely part of who I am and I get a lot of value out of them. But... One of the things I've really had to learn in life is this particular lesson, which is I don't need them to reward me for rewarding their spouse. But what I want is that if they're uncomfortable and they want a handshake, it means their husband's growing and he's probably having a little uncomfort and they're growing as a couple and I'm the one to blame. And so it's a little bit okay. But I agree with you. If you're hard on someone and they're growing, it doesn't always come in the form of a hug from their spouse anymore. And and trust me, sometimes that that is a great lesson there, right? And guess what? Eventually, this individual was not cut out to be a general manager and ended up working 
in the warehouse exactly. and he was much happier. He was much happier. His life was a lot happier. Yeah. Right. But I've also seen those folks that, you know, they, I pushed and I worked with them and we worked together and they accomplished something great. And guess what happened during that Christmas event? Their hug was the, the hug from the spouse who used to give me the handshake and said, thank you so much for what you've done to my family. If you want, I mean, other than a customer telling you that they appreciate you and, and, and the restaurant that you're running, which is a huge compliment. I mean, absolute huge. When a spouse tells you that their livelihood and their family is better because of how much you work with their spouse and how much you've helped them develop. I mean, it's just one, it's one of those moments where you have to walk away because there's going to be a tear coming out. Yeah, I'm, I'm having to turn off my mic uh, mute, guys. So I'm right there. Like, I know the moment you're talking about, I have tears coming down my eyes. Because when you truly change someone's life or trajectory or their kids and their legacy, it's a, it's a very heartfelt thing. I don't know. I There's nothing more rewarding than that. It's the biggest trophy there is for me, honestly, in the world, like is making that impact for people positively. You're impacting people. I forgot to tell you this. I'm, I'm so glad that you actually mentioned this. Remember, we came from uh, Nicaragua. My parents didn't have a career waiting for them. They didn't have a job waiting for them. So my mom had to go start working. She was, just, she was a banker in Nicaragua. But when we got here, she just went to go apply at a place in La Puente, California, at a restaurant. She came home. I was uh, eight years old. She came home, and she had tears in her eyes. And I said, what happened? And she said, I made a mistake at work, and the manager called me an idiot. And I was nine years, eight years old. I, I wanted to run down there and I wanted to choke this guy out because he had actually. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I know that feeling. I, I never forgot that. Right. Yep. I never forgot that. To this day, I passed by there the other day. Every time I pass by, not with one hand, with two hands, I'm flipping the bird to that restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's also like, who would have thought at the age of eight that this moment was going to impact me in such a way and I'm in the restaurant industry now, and I know that who I am and how I lead people will impact not just them, but their family at home, right? So, you know, it, it's it's so crazy uh, that what I was sharing about Hyman, I'll share my, one of my last stories here about In-N-Out, and this is uh, about Carl Van Fleet. You know, In-N-Out has these uh, amazing events every so often. They'll have an In-N-Out picnic, which is just absolutely so much fun. And I remember going to an, an event, it was a Christmas event, and Colorado Fleet, Vice President of Operations, currently at that time, there was about 200 restaurants, right? I walk up to him and he, he said, hey, Sam, how are you? And then he turned over to uh, my spouse at the time and said, hey, Jenny, how are you? He knew my, sp my spouse's name, right? So we talked to him for a couple minutes and I'm, I'm blown away, she's blown away. We're watching him and as he's meeting, general managers he knows the spouses or the significant other's name and i'm thinking what the hell's going on here I, so I, I truly love this yeah keep going so on on monday i, I i'm like I, I call the office and i speak with his executive assistant i say hey jill can you help me with something how the hell does call van fleet know everybody's name general manager and every general manager significant other and she said hey he would be pro he's probably going to be very upset that i share this with you 
but I'm going to share it with you because you're the only one that's ever called to ask this. We sit down and I quiz him and I give him a restaurant number. And so I'll say store number, whatever, store number 30. And just and so, he'll say, I love this because they're using the numbers to anchor the moment and the name, which is how you create a photographic memory amongst in your own memory, actually. So anyway, yes. keep going. So he'll, he would say store number, store number one, Baldwin Park, California. Okay. Who's the general manager? Alonzo Gonzalez. His significant other is Angie. And he would be tested. So when he would go to this event, again, same thing that Jaime talked about. Your spot, your name is so important. But also, just as important is your significant other. And I was blown away by this, right? So these are the type of leaders that I grew up with. You talk about a sweet spot, right? This was my sweet spot. And I just kept learning and growing and moving up at a and And the things that I learned from those individuals and the product that we did and the key learnings that I learned at home, you know, my dad always talked about every single person is important. Um, and he would reprimand me if I ever ran to the owner of a business to give them a hug while I walked over and didn't say hi to any other individuals, right? He taught me this, you know, he was a, you know, he's been in business, so he said it, every single person is important, right? So as I'm walking up at In-N-Out and I see a landscaper and it's hot as hell in, you know, the summer day and he's, he's doing some landscaping work in front of the In-N-Out Burger in West Covina. I'm walking by him and I see him sweating. I, I just ask him, hey, I'm about to clock in. Can I get you something to drink? And he's like, yeah, if you can get me water, that'd be great. Thank you. I said, sure, no problem. My name's Sam. I introduce myself. I go inside. I get him a cup of water. And he said, thank you so much. Cool. So that I go back to work. A couple hours later, I get a phone call. There's a phone call at, at, at work, and it's Esther Snyder. Esther Snyder is uh, the wife of Harry Snyder. They were both the founders of In-N-Out Burger. And she calls the restaurant, and then she goes, can I speak to Sam? Wow. Right? Wow, wow, so, wow, So I'm like, so oh. my general manager, Frank, <laughs> my general manager, Frank, goes, Hey, Sammy, get over here. Like, what's up? <laughs> Esther Snyder's on the phone for you. What? He's like, yeah. I said, oh, crap. What the? Did I mess up an order? I said, hi, Miss Snyder. How are you? I know. Your and mind she, always goes to the worst. As a person that lives on pride <laughs> and integrity, you're like, what did I mess up? What did I let through the cracks that this is happening right now? So she uh, she goes, hey, um, I just want to say thank you. I said, Oh, thank, 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 thank you for calling. I'm, I'm like stumbling for my words. Of, thank you for calling me. Uh, what did I do? She said, you know, when you walked into work today, you passed by the landscaper and you were the only one in this hot day to offer him water. And he did this in West Covina, California. Well, guess where he went afterwards? He went to Glendora to my home because he's my landscaper too. And I offered him some water, but he said, thank you. Guess what? I already got water from one of your associates at in and out right there in West Covina. And guys, this Sam. is how life happens. Just doing the right thing and consistently is where opportunity, persistence meets opportunity is where, you know, life happens really or preparedness, I would say. But preparedness comes from persistence or consistency. It, Go on. And it, it was it, it wasn't because somebody told me to do that other than my father. 
and my parents and our teachings of every single person is important. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So she goes the most important teaching of all, right? Like we should so all know she, this. So she said, "Yes." So she said, "Thank you for making sure that he's important because he is important." And I just want to let you know, I'm very proud of you. Woo! I get off the phone. I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. It, all this has to do with and but. But she just did the most important thing for the profit of her business, and it wasn't with the intent of profiting. That's the part that I can't get people to understand or humans to understand, especially mentoring or that send me in questions on Instagram because I don't answer a lot of these because I'm like, stop chasing the money. I can't even have a conversation with you if in your mind it's all about the dollar signs. Like you're fundamentally already capping your potential. Like I can't. Like we can talk about it. I can try to help you get out of the money mode and in what I would call greed because it is a cardinal sin or whatever you want to call it at that point. Because if you're so focused on it, you're not doing the right thing, period. You will do whatever it takes for the money. And so I love this because that's the most important thing you can do is recognize the person that's doing the right thing. That's it. And your business yeah. will do well. So, you know, that that's... It's not you know, the only thing, ports, but it's one of the things. Sorry, I mean, that's it. But No, no, no problem. So, you know, in 14 years, those were the, you know, the amazing lessons that I learned that in and out and kept moving up and become a district manager. I'm super excited about it. Um, but ultimately, I, I want to do on my own. And I want to be an entrepreneur and I wanted to do something where that I was really excited and, and continue to grow. And, you know, an opportunity came in with a, a friend of mine, uh, oddly enough, he's called me twice since we've been on this call, since we've been doing this podcast today. Uh, it, he he started off as a customer at In-N-Out and would just come and watch me work. And, you know, we started talking and one thing led to another. There was an opportunity for him and I to to open up another restaurant together. His father had opened up a Mexican restaurant that was doing absolutely great. And he wanted me to work him, work with him in this journey and, and make that happen. And we did for... I believe about about five years or so, and it was absolutely awesome. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to reproduce the great things that I learned at In-N-Out Burger. And, you know, um, but one of the things that, well, we and just so so you know, Sam, I finally got all the meeting notes in, which is probably good timing that we're transitioning to roll them up to Keto's. Um, cause I'm like, I'm blown away by this and I'm like, oh gosh, like, I'm glad we talked about the other thing. Cause what you've been able to do with leveraging this experience is huge. And I want to tee this up in the conversation right now, because I know we're a long way in and, but I want everyone to keep listening because what Sam's done with his experience at in and out burger and building a business as an entrepreneur is not small. And so Keep going, Sam. I love this, but I just want to footnote that I have the notes now. I have my questions, and I'm glad yeah. it's perfect timing that it just came through and they alerted me that it was in my email. Um, okay, let's keep going here because this is exciting. Sure. And you, it's a restaurant, and it is franchising, and there are locations all throughout the um, southwest and southern United States right now going into the southeast, it looks like. So this is very exciting. I like what we're doing here and now I get the connection and the in and out burger and all of that. So I apologize audience. We're a little behind everyone's sick here in Nashville with the things going on and singing and all the tourists coming in and out of town. So we're just dealing with things, but let's keep going, Sam. I love this. 
Yes, definitely. And before I get to that, too, I also want to let you know that I did have a great opportunity to work with an amazing, thriving company that came out to California by the name of Raising Canes. And it was just like one great company after another great company that, you know, you talk about Raising Canes been around since 1996 and the owner and founder, uh, such an amazing entrepreneur and got to Absolutely. meet Tom Briggs. Absolutely. I mean, just what I learned from In-N-Out, then Raising Canes, and getting to have an opportunity to work with somebody like Todd Graves and what his vision is and what, what he fought for to get his restaurant opened up. And, you know, now, I mean, I we had a, a restaurant here in, in Southern California, down in California. I, I led that restaurant there. We did $12 million from one restaurant. Average check was $8.53. And here's the thing. It's only chicken tenders and French fries. Okay, you put it on a bun. Great. Or you put it with Texas toast. Great. Like, there's some sides in there. but And the line's ridiculous. That's the part I can't figure out is how they're going to deal with that situation because and the line inside the stores all the time because they don't have them here in Nashville. So no, I, at least I don't think so yet. But maybe they do. But they definitely have them in Denver everywhere. Um and they're incredible, the amount of demand. And I like a little more flavor, but I cannot get over how much business they do at a store. Like, it's a little we, bit mind-boggling to me. We, we ran the busiest one in the entire company in Downey, California. I mean, it was insane. But, you know, what you what, all these different things that you learned at in and out and now Raising Canes, and now Ryan... Usray, his wife Tiff, and husband uh, and her his uh, dad Ron, you know, when it came to roll them up taquitos, they opened up an amazing brand where it's just taquitos. So at roll them up taquitos, I found out about roll them up taquitos. Right, I found out about it through a customer, through a customer complaint. Actually, I'm working at the time at Raising Canes. And uh, I get an email alert that uh, a customer is upset at something that, you know, that happened at the restaurant. So I reach out to this customer and I call him up and I let him know, I am so sorry. We take great pride in what we do. We stand for quality service. I apologize. And I said, hey, you let me know when you would like to meet me at that restaurant and I will be there. So he said, you know, perfect. And uh, one day he calls me up and he says, hey, uh, we want to have dinner there tonight are you able to meet us? I said, absolutely. So I meet him. I take out the food to him. I, you know, I cook it myself. I want to make sure everything's perfect. He eats. I'm checking in on him. Everything's good. Before he leaves, he, he pulls me aside and he goes, hey, I just want to let you know, I wasn't quite sure if you were going to be able to do this to actually meet me at the restaurant. I said, yeah, you know, this, we take a lot of pride in what we do. We take pride in what we do, period. And he said, hey, um, I want you to go try out a restaurant. Do you live around the area? I said, I do. He's like, yeah, Go try out this restaurant. I said, perfect, we'll do. Um, so what is it called? It's called Roll Em Up Taquitos. So I said, what do they do? Just taquitos. I said, huh, I've never heard that before. Yeah, me neither. That's right. why I was like, I'm, I was confused at first, but I get it now. Um, but yeah. go ahead. So I, I, you know, I'm going to take my family out, you know, to have dinner. And we go to Roll Em Up Taquitos and we get in there and there's reggae music blasting on the speaker and come in i'm greeted i'm like hey this feels good right oh this is interesting so we order 
we sit down. It's my wife, Gina. The kids are eating. Everybody's happy. My daughter, who's now 10 years old, I swear, I think she only eats cheese, and she has the cheese taquitos, and she's having a great time. We're all having a good time. I'm looking around the table, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we found a restaurant where we can all eat and be happy. Great. As I'm looking around, you know, customers are enjoying their time, and I, I go up to the counter, and I, I said, hey, is the owner here? Like, no, Ryan's not here, but, you know, how can I help you? I said, hey, here's my business card. Can you have him call me? Come to find out that was the opening week for them, okay? You mean for Rain the restaurant, Hill. like not a franchise, like first time ever the restaurant's first in its existence. In its existence. First. That's right. So and he told you to go open. check it out and it was brand new. It's yes. like weirdly how God intervenes in our life, I feel like. There's like these weird moments that happen like this and I don't know why, but it's where God speaks through other people and you really need to walk through those doors. I'm sorry most people don't, but you really need to walk through those doors and have the fearlessness to follow it and align your will with God's will. And I know I talk about that also a lot, but this is one of those moments that just happen here because I'm mind boggled by this because now that I have the meeting notes and I understand your story a little bit and and who you are, I'm realizing the significance of this moment. This is a trajectory changing moment for you in that moment by that person coming out there, you performing under that pressure. But let's talk about this. Okay. I, I just need to emphasize this with audience. Sam had prepared his entire fucking life. Sorry. Hard work, discipline for that moment to prepare that meal for that customer that ended up him in this restaurant at the beginning of it being started, okay? Because if the restaurant were a year or two or five years old, there's not a lot of influence that can be had or you can't have, it's harder to build a culture and and have impact in something that's already started unless it's already there by the original owner. So I like this a lot. I just want to anchor that point. Fearlessness, being prepared your entire life, opportunity is where the things really happen in your life. And it doesn't happen in a few years. It happens in lifetimes, guys, or in decades. You have to build up these wins and this mentality and this character over a lifetime for these opportunities to happen. So uh, continue on, Sam. You're in this restaurant. It's like not even a week old. Open. No, it's I, not even I, a week open. I had no clue. Yeah, I had no clue, right? The restaurant opened on uh, June 15th. Uh, 2019. I had no clue. I walk in there. So then I give my business card uh, to Cody and I say, Hey, uh, can you do me a favor? Can you just give this to the owner and have him call me? Right. So I'm driving back and about an hour later, I get a call from Ryan. Ryan's, Hey, uh, my name's Ryan. You passed by uh, rolling him up today? I said, Yeah, I did. Hey, I just want to let you know I've, I've worked in the restaurant industry for years and uh, hey, you have something. And I just want to let you know. You have a friend in the business. So if you ever need help, call me. I'm not, too, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to yeah. tell you that I have all the answers, but I just want to let you know, you have a friend in the business. So if there's yeah. anything I can help you out with, call me. I love this. Say, hey, I just want to say thank you for reaching out. I'm like, hey, you have a great product. You, you want yourself a customer and I will keep coming back. But I also want to let you know, you have a friend in the, fa- you have a friend in the business. So that's how our working relationship started in 2019. And um, I kept, you know, working hard over at Raising Cane's, doing well there, uh, became the first district manager in California. I mean, it was just 
we were doing out of X amount of restaurants, I think eight restaurants, we were doing about 1.25 million a week between eight restaurants. I mean, this crushing is it. Keep it simple, crushing it. dime it down, and then scale it. Turn 10 cents into a $100 bill by scalability and keep it simple. I love this. And I love the taquitos thing in the same fashion, actually. So keep going. Laser focus attention on this. We, we would talk about this, right? But, but then I started realizing as I look at my work history, that's my baby. I want to do one thing and one thing better than everybody, anybody else, right? So I keep, you know, and then this opportunity happens. I'm still a friend with Ryan and we're talking about it and I'm watching him grow and he's watching, you know, from my, from the sidelines, what I'm doing, right? And, and things are going just way too well for me to join him actually. And then these folks reach out to me and say, hey, um, we have this opportunity for you to become a, a partial owner, a franchisee for this new brand that's coming on. And I'm like, no, no, thank you. I'm not interested. I'm doing really well with Raising Cane's. Absolutely love it. Love the culture here. It's a thriving company. Love it. I'm, there's no way I can go. Well, they keep beating down uh, the door and like, hey, you're, you're the perfect guy for this. Come on, come on with us. Well, it's this new concept called Dave's Hot Chicken, right? And uh, they kept asking me, <laughs> yeah. asking me about it. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, go and, on. And they go, and I said, hey, look, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you the moment that I said I'm listening, okay? Um, we're opening and thriving restaurants with, uh, with Raising Cane that it's so much fun. Um, we're, we opened up a location in Azusa, California, and it, we just have a huge opening, absolutely crazy huge opening. And I'm working there. I get there at six o'clock in the morning and I'm not leaving maybe midnight, right? I'm just getting my butt handed to me. Like I'm getting my ass kicked. And you know, we're, we're there and I'm, I'm working, 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 working. I'm 25 days in working straight and, and I'm just getting nailed. I don't even know what my family looks like, right? I don't even know what day it is. And then on a Sunday night, it's about like 10 o'clock at night. Um, the regional vice president comes in and, and he's right there helping out and um and i'm just fried <laughs> and you get to that point where just all right i'm fried yeah and i know I that over, moment. i look over i look over to to uh and we don't know when that moment's time. coming as high productive individuals because we <laughs> will push and push and push and we're like i can still go more i can still go more and then all of a sudden the switch is off and i don't know why it happens but we don't know how not to just hit the wall I don't know how else to it's describe like the, it. It's like the moment. It's like the moment in Forrest Gump when he just stops running. Yes, yes, yes. I one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So, I have that Forrest Gump moment. Right, it's about nine p.m. on a Sunday night, and I'm just like, okay, I'm done running. Forrest is done, and I look over to uh, my boss, and I said, "Hey, uh, dude, I'm done." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And he had just got there, right? And I said. If you don't mind, if you could take over, man, I'm done. I, I, I'm done. I'm, and he, he looked at me and like, are you freaking kidding me? And I said, hey, blank, I don't want to say his name. I said, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you I'm going home. And I got in my car and I was so pissed at the fact that like he couldn't recognize like, I was done. 
right? Yeah, yeah. I got in my car, and guess what I did? I drove to Dave's Hot Chicken, and I went to go eat at Dave's Hot Chicken because I was pissed out of my mind that somebody didn't have enough respect to go, hey, you've been doing a hell of a job. You should have go. go. Yeah. Oh, and I want to see you. I don't want to see you back for the next couple of days. And I've been there with business Rest. partners also, guys. And just I want to make a footnote of this where I'm working 18, 20 hours a week because I'm the high performer and they're at home with their family and their kids because I didn't have kids of my own and I'm a high performer and I'm used to working. And then all I need them to do is cover me for like one week, one day or whatever and do work. And they're like, no. And I've literally just been like, screw you. I'm done. Let's split up the business. Or like, we're successful. And I'm like, no, you like, you don't respect me enough for what I do and how hard of a worker I am. And somewhere along the lines, I messed up this relationship and I let this happen. And it's my fault. And sorry, shame on me. But I'm not continuing this one day, one second, one hour, one dollar more, period. And it's unfortunate because I do have that in me that I will not waste my time. But I do know this moment. And I've had it recently where I've made a strong change in the direction and trajectory in my life. Even that I'm not in food manufacturing in the same way that I am anymore. And I don't do healthcare meals and 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 healthcare and hospital food all over the country and distribution and farming and whatever else we were in. It's like I'm focused on the podcast and I'm focusing on the growing of the humans, but a different door opened up for me because I had had enough after 24 years. I had f- I had busted my ass. I had grown everyone else's family. I had really worked hard and unintentionally there was so much entitlement and so many people wanted more and needed more and I'm like more you've raised families like I need to at some point think about what I'm going to do with my life or what this means or if this is going to be successful but one of the things that's unfortunate about high performers like us is we will perform until we hit that wall and once we hit that wall it's almost like there's a reality check And in the reality check, our life falls to pieces because I don't know how else to describe it. And it feels like chaos. And you sort of have to go stabilize yourself. And what are the pieces that I want? And what are the pieces that I don't want anymore? And as a high-functioning, successful human, I get to choose. And so let's talk about that. Let's continue. You're at Dave's Hot Chicken. Yep. So uh, on that same night, I was so fired up, man. And uh, you've been there. I got in my car and as tired as I was and how much I miss my family, but I went to go try out this new restaurant called Dave's Hot Chicken. And um, that was on a Sunday night, Monday morning, called up the guys that were asking me to join them uh, as a franchisee. And I said, I'm in, let's go, let's talk. And that was the moment where I realized I absolutely love Todd Graves' dream and what uh, Raising Cane stands for, but unfortunately, People work for people, and I did not care for. I mean, I grew up with great leaders. I just talked to you about an hour about all the great leaders that I worked with at Eddie Now Burger, and then to find out that this individual was like, "No, you're a workhorse. Keep working." Yeah, right? here's uh, here's the whip. Let me hit hit you with it till you get to the finish line, it, even though you've already just won like three races in a row. It, it was time for me to uh, do something different, and it was just another absolute blessing. And when I changed my Eventually, we figured this thing out, and I changed my LinkedIn, uh, you know, from one come to next. Then Ryan called me up from Rolling Up Taquitos and said, "Hey, you're leaving Raising Canes? I mean, they're killing it. Why?" And I said, "Hey, there's this 
new concept that I want to work with. And um, I want to kick ass so bad. You have no clue. There's so much. I have so much hunger and energy. to. And you want to kick ass in the right way. Let's let's focus ass. on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to do whatever I can to make sure that this is a product that I believe in. And it's also a company that I want to help grow. And, you know, so, you know, throughout this whole time, Ryan and I are, are, are constantly talking to one another, but now he's realizing that, Hey, if there is something that I am absolutely driven and I feel that there's a potential, I want to come on board. Um, so he kept that in mind and, you know, we opened up, uh, several different locations for Dave's hot chicken. We have, you know, the busiest restaurant in the entire company in Lakewood, California, and, and things are going great. And, you know, w- what that taught me was it, it helped me. And now I'm a, the CEO and a franchise partner with uh, Dave's hot chicken. And I'm absolutely loving it. But it also taught me. Uh, this that is really dream, cool. Yeah. I just, the dream I'm continues to together. get bigger. Yeah. The dream continues to get bigger. And sometimes you walk into a room and now you're dealing with different franchisees, right? So you're walking in with people that are high caliber franchisees, right? You're walking to this room of franchisees that, that are business owners. You're talking about John Bittoff, who was the founder of the Toronto Raptors, is now a franchisee with Dave's Hot Chicken. You're talking about the Carl's Jr. family, two siblings two sons from Carl Karcher that are now franchisees of Dave Hot Chicken. You're talking about, I mean, great people. And they've done a phenomenal job in their career. And you're walking in and you're going like, is this room too big for me, right? And you walk in and then you realize, hey, I've learned a shit ton from In-N-Out and Raging Canes. And now you've got to apply it. And you've got to, and you got to go, I know what I know and I know things that I need to get better at and I'm going to be focused on the things that I need to get better at, but I'm also have the conviction and the confidence that I know what I'm doing. Exactly. And And I want to point this out one second. It doesn't matter how much money someone else has in the room. They've just won larger trophy. Remember when I said money's the trophy? They're business or whatever they did, they figured out how to win the bigger trophies at that point. It doesn't mean that you don't have the experience, the exposure, the life to handle the situation you're in with that person. Okay. They do have more money, but that doesn't mean they have more experience and they that you can't hold conversations with people because value in a human comes in a lot of forms, not just money. And I think that's really important what you just said is that there's a lot of ways we give value as humans and we put a lot of value on how much money we have, but it ignores the actual value we give to the world. And so keep going, Sam. I, I love this conversation. And and the reason why I want to talk about John Bittov and, and the, the Karcher family is these folks have been ultra successful, but then they were also asking me questions and said, hey, would you? How would you do this? How would you do that? And now I'm going yeah. like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Absolutely. Right? And I am, in my mind, high-fiving myself and going like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Years of experience right? so, and discipline made you the go-to guy. It, 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 and I was learning from them. I was asking them questions. They're asking me questions about some things that I'm like, this is phenomenal, right? And as things are going there and things are going really well, and and now I'm going like, holy crap, I've I have this, this, uh, you know, this, uh, energy 
that I'm bringing folks with me in this journey and things yes, are going great. Yes, and, I love and this. There, there, there's, there's an absolute, like, there's a momentum there that's great. And I look back at the history and I think, look, there's been moments, I'll tell you right now, where I fought, I fell straight on my face. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I, I effed up. Yeah, right? I've been I there. Up, I've right? been there. And, yeah. And I look at my face and I'm full of dirt and I've fallen and I'm like, holy crap, how do I get back up? And I know. and then there, there, there's a beautiful book by John Maxwell, Failing Forward. And you yeah, dust I it off it. and you go, how the hell, what did you learn about yourself? And how can you be a better person? Because yes, you did F up, Sam. You went against one of your cardinal rules that you don't go against. Yes. Or your core yeah. value. That's always what happens to me. If I question if I skate that core value thing, I mm-hmm. get really dirty. I'm in I'm in the mud mm-hmm. with the pigs. That's what happens. And, so and, and and I'm going like, what did you learn from it? And how do you get better? How how was that moment? How how can it make you a better leader, a better person, a, a better father, a better husband, right? I talk about my ex wife when I have an amazing I have an amazing ex wife. She's a great great individual and i'm so blessed to have her in my life but i also have an amazing beautiful wife that supports me and all these different choices that i've made you know there's there's a book called principles right and and ray dalio talks about this and he talks about for you to get to a better place sometimes you have to go through the jungle and some people fear the jungle but if you look at the jungle and go hey I'm going to go through that jungle and I want to see what's on the other side. And I want to see if I have the know-how, the, the, the drive, the conviction to get through that jungle and come out better ahead. When other people look at that jungle and go, no, I'm comfortable. Well, guess, guess what's helped me get through that jungle is my wife. My wife, Gina, supports me and knows, hey, you take calculated risk. You do your math. You do your homework. You do everything you can to find out if this is a great decision and I trust and believe in you, right? When you have that significant other that goes, Hey, if you see opportunity, attack it, man, I, that's who I have in a spouse. That's who I have in a cheerleader. That's who I have. If you don't have that, if I'm, I'm telling you right now, if I didn't have that individual, that's my, you better go get it. If I didn't have the Gina in my world, I would not be where I'm at right now because the other individual or possibly the other person that I don't even know who that person is, but they would say like, are you sure? No, no. And then, and then guess what creeps into you? The human brain is I doubt, but I never have got that from my wife. She is absolutely amazing. She pushes me through and goes, I believe in you. You you got this, Right. And you need somebody on, on your team. I don't care who you are. You have to have that. And I, and, I ha- and I have. I've been blessed to have that in my life. So as I'm as I'm going through this and, and now I'm realizing this room is even – I've never had so much fun as, as a, a business owner, as a COO. And, you know, Ryan and I are, are talking about roll them up and, and he calls me up and his wife called me up and, um, I'm about to head into the car wash. I get a call from Ryan. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? He's at, he's and he, he's kind of quiet, and he goes, "Hey." Um, and then and Tiff gets on the phone, and this is the first time that I've ever I've ever spoken with Tiff one one on one, pretty much. And she goes, hey, "Sam, we need your help." 
And I said, what's going on? And she said, hey, uh, I think, I believe that uh, we've talked with you enough and you need to be part of our team and we can't wait for you to get started. And I thought, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, I've been, things are that, going. That really just happened to me also. I'm like, wait a second. I just jumped trajectories already. I'm already on this other trajectory. And then you want me to go where and live where and do what with my life and become yeah. and do this again? Like, I'm confused here. So anyway, go ahead. I love this because the, we're just on very similar trajectory. And I feel like our energy brought us in very similar paths. Thank you. And so I'm sitting at the car wash and I, and, and I said, hey, um, I'm working for Dave's Hot Chicken. It's the fastest growing restaurant chain in the United States. It's actually, it, it, it's it's so powerful. And um, as a franchisee, we have the busiest restaurants in the, in the entire company. And I don't, I don't know if I can move away from this moment. And um, they said, hey, this is, you know, this is what uh, what you have in, in Roll Them Up. I, we know that you're a fan and we would love to talk to you more about this. And I got off the call and when you talk to, again, a, a spouse and they tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Um, and then I thought about it and, you know, something happened with uh, previous partners at Dave's Hot Chicken. Again, it's, it's about respect. And when you don't have respect and when people disrespect you, then I believe God puts certain things in place in your life where it was, it, it was the right thing to do. And it was that moment where there was, I mean, we were doing so fantastic with our, with our brand over at Dave's Hot Chicken. It's such a fantastic company, but there came a point where things got disrespectful. And, um, you know, my father always taught me, you teach people how they can talk to you. And, uh, that's when I knew it was it was a a moment in my life where I had to make a decision, and then I, I made that decision at that moment and reached out and said, "Hey Ryan, let's talk." And um, with Ryan, he said, "Hey, this is what I currently have at Rolando Taquito. We have seven locations. We have three locations that are corporate here in Southern California, and then we have four locations that are franchise. And I need help in scaling this." You've known our brand. You've known our brand since literally first week that we had it. I need somebody to come in here and help us grow this brand and help us scale this. And I said, I absolutely love this brand. Let's let's do this together. And, you know, I've been with uh, Ryan and Tiff and the team, and it is so exciting because I believe everything that I've worked with in my whole career from in and out to raising canes to Dave's hot chicken, you know, you're talking to somebody that started off wiping down tables at in and out burger and has gone every single step through the process all the way up to franchisee. And now as a franchisor and being the CEO of the entire company and also the see the partner in the business. And I've, I've lived every single part and I understand, and I understand, you know, what a franchisee is thinking and, and what their expectations are from the franchisor and how to scale it. And it's been such a fun ride because you get in here and you start learning about the concept and how you can impact the business. And I'm telling you, there's so many great things going on and, and so many of the key learnings, but 
one of the things that has helped me uh, is number one is falling on my face and, and learning that yeah, I have to be humble and I have to keep learning and growing. And, you know, I was doing so well in and out, but at the same time, something creeped up in my heart and in my brain. And that was absolutely who I'm not wired that way. I'm wired to continually grow and learn and be hungry and be humble and serve others. And now working with Ryan and Tiff as we're growing the business, all the key learners from these beautiful concepts, we're taking them and going like, look, before we reach out to another, we have a list of X amount of people that want to become franchisees. We have this going on and, and these expectations stop. Let's make sure we get to a place with operational excellence. Let's bring on people that Absolutely. are great operators, that are great operators at our restaurants. And guess what you have when you have a great GM? GM might be their title, the position, but when you bring on a high-performing general manager, you're bringing on an individual that can be a great HR generalist, a, a great marketing guru, a great what, a great coach, and that's what's happened. We've I brought love on some this. Great, love it. Thank you. We've we brought on great people onto the team. Where guess what? Now that they're in place. Week over week, we see sales increase. Week over week, we get pictures of the team. The team looks sharp. What you talked about early on on this on this uh, podcast, you talked about how professional how somebody looks when they work at In and Out, and it's happening here. And it's such a beautiful thing to see, right? Yeah. Because all the great teachings that that I've uh, that I've been blessed to work with, and I've been so humbled to work with with uh, In-N-Out and Raising Cane and, and these type of brands uh, and Dave's Hot Chicken too, um, we're able to do that here with uh, Roland and Taquitos. And so that's what our goal is. Our goal is I want to footnote so, something, uh, Sam. Um, I want sure. you to talk about your goals, but I want to footnote something that's really important, <laughs> okay? And this has happened in food, and I don't know any other business where this happens more, or, sorry, industry, let me be more specific, food as a whole. Okay, particularly in the restaurant business and particularly when there's entrepreneurs that are still involved in building that business. Okay, and we talked about In-N-Out Burger and what they did in investing in Sam. And now Sam is building a franchise with the same type of integrity that actually it's not competing with In-N-Out Burger. It's actually helping build integrity in fast food. Okay, so I'm going to say this out loud. Okay, one is history has proven that this is this works. KFC, Colonel Sanders, he did the same thing. He invested in Dave Thomas and you have Wendy's and he instilled core values and stuff like that in him and things that were seen. So we've we're now seeing this in modern day. But here's the thing. If anything ever gets tight or economies ever got strict and there was like a quote unquote fast food war and things got competitive and things were there was like pricing and everything going i will tell you the person that's going to survive it is the one with integrity that doesn't need to play the pricing war and that's why i talk a lot about on the podcast and like mcdonald's runs things like as a freaking i can't even believe how well oiled machine they are and the diversity of their menu but they they're not the same core values that we're talking about and and chick-fil-a has them but if you ask me the difference is chick-fil-a doesn't have the appearance 
of that In-N-Out Burger does, the showmanship. And while it's there in some ways, and they all have the uniform and stuff like that, there's a showmanship that goes on in In-N-Out Burger that has definitely been tri- like taken out and upgraded, I would say, and roll them up to Keto's. So when I'm talking about why it's important and why it's important, an entrepreneur doesn't have to start at 18 like I did. An entrepreneur can get all the skills and hone in on their skills and then turn on the entrepreneur button that's innately in them. That's okay. That's that's perfectly okay also. And it's okay to go get experience or have life take you on a different journey. So continue on, Sam, but I just wanted to anchor that point. Thank you. Definitely. And and that's what you have. Uh, you know, I, I saw it as a customer. I experienced it with roll up. I saw the potential there and, uh, it was like looking into a young, very young in and out burger, really focused menu. Right. And that's, you know, when you look at my career, that's what I love. I love to take great pride in what I do and to be the best, the best at what we do and the best product. And, it feels so great when you're wearing the uniform and you're, when you take pride in what you do, you, you wear the uniform with pride. You, you'll find yourself wearing a, a hoodie. Just like in sports. Company. Just like in yes, sports. You, you, yeah. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And so, you know, that's, that's what we're working right now at Roll Em Up. And it's, it's so much fun because you, you get to apply all these teachings that you've learned from great concepts and that's what our goal is. Our goal is to make sure we're not focused on on quantity. We're, we're focused on the quality of our location. Every single restaurant is important. Every single operator, the people that we surround ourselves with. And then also, remember, you know, In-N-Out Burger took care of their people. Still, they take great care of their people. And we want to make sure that these things here, a lot of people work for In-N-Out. Right, and a lot of people leave in and out, and they go do something else. But I think one thing that has helped me in my career is that I really wanted to find out how the machine worked. Right, similar to a somebody, and similar to somebody that is so focused on uh, on on repairing a car or wondering how a car runs. That was me with the with in and out. I wanted to take it apart and, and figure out what's in what's in under the hood here. How, what can I learn? How can I make this better? And what I realized was not everybody thinks that way. And and shame on you. If you're currently working at a, at a great company. I know. I don't that, understand that, it. Like, why are you why not extrapolating out as much positive information for your own growth as possible? It is an opportunity. They're paying you to do it. They're paying you to do it. They're not taking advantage of you. You can take advantage of them by gaining as much knowledge as you can and growing as much as you can as a human and doing right by them. That's ultimately taking advantage of the situation if you really want to get a number on someone. And I don't mean it in a malicious way. I mean it to grow the company also. But if you really want to be a rebel, invest in the company, gain knowledge from it, look what's under the hood, and help the company grow because... That's the rebellion, guys. That's what most people don't do. Everyone's like, oh, I'm going to be a rebellion and not work for her and I'm going to do work. No, that's what everyone does. Aren't, don't you get it? That's what mediocre is. That's what everyone else does. That's the easy, comfortable path. You want to be different. We're talking the different path. You want to be a rebel. You want to be the person. You want to be different than everyone else like you're trying to be. Then this is the way. This is the way. 
And so I just want to point that out to everyone. Like it mind boggles me because we say things out loud, yet our actions are exactly the opposite, especially in our working environment. So go ahead. Yeah, I think that that's that's one of the you know one of the things that I definitely want to share with others is if you're working for a great company, again, it doesn't matter what field that we're talking about, right? Find out what's the DNA and how did, how did, how, how does this work? And, and the reasons why, right. And, and ask those questions and spend time with those leaders and, and learn as much as possible from them. Uh, I, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I just happen to be, be blessed to work with some great people. And then I would just ask questions and, and learn as much as possible. And, you know, what we're applying now with the company as we continue to grow and, and make, you know, great decisions, we'll look at operations and, and see how we can scale the right way. These are all teachings that I've learned from somebody else that, uh, that cared enough about my future, my family, and said, hey, this is, this is the reasoning behind it. This is how you get better. This is what, what I want you to learn from this. And um, I think, you know, we started the conversation with, you know, how I got to where I'm at. And I think the biggest one is my, my family, my parents, but also um, I've just been blessed to work with some absolutely amazing people that have helped me in the journey. And, and now it's my time and my responsibility, my duty, my responsibility, my obligation to make sure that I'm somebody else's Jaime Marquez, Rick Pendleton, Louis Marjasano, Carl Van Fleet. That's what I'm absolutely. striving to do every single day is, making sure that the lessons that I learned from these great leaders that, that I, I have, uh, I'm passing that forward. So really, uh, really excited to, to do this. Um, you know, we have a great product, but I think ultimately you have to have great people to make sure that, uh, that you're, that you're successful. Cool. And quick, tell us what the product line is at roll them up to Ketos, just so the audience Definitely. knows what you guys have, what does the menu look like? Um, yes. Are you franchising across the country? What does that look like? What do you look for in a franchisee? I want to talk about that uh, just mm-hmm. quickly and because we have about uh, 10 minutes left here. and mm-hmm. um, But I also want to give you time to talk about that. And then also, just so I earmark it, Sam, if you could leave the audience with any like three things that you would really want, like really instill in a young entrepreneur or a person in the making in the food business or out there like frying French fries and hating their life, you know, what would it be? So let's just cover those points as we start to close everything off and then go from there and I'm losing my voice. So I'm going to try to be careful here, but, um, so I'll let you do most of the talking. Yeah, definitely. If you uh, want to check out the menu, you can go to our Instagram at rollemup.com. Excuse me, at rollemup. And uh, you can visit us our, our website at rollemup.com. That's R-O-L-L-E-M-U-P. And um, what you'll see on the menu is that's it. We're focused, hyper-focused on making sure that we have great taquitos. So when you look at our menu, you'll look at taquitos. We have a delicious churro donut, which is uh, I'm looking at it right now making me hungry. We serve uh, corn in the cup. We have chips and salsa, chips and queso, chips and guacamole. Um, so that's what we're known for is just taquitos and making sure that we do the very best at producing this one item. So uh, really excited about what we have. Our menu, you know, come in and you'll see different combinations. We have, uh, you know, you can choose from a chicken taquito, potato taquito, cheese taquito, 
ground beef and shredded beef. So it uh, looks great. I hope that you guys can uh, join the journey and see uh, where we go from here. Please follow us again at Roll em Up on Instagram. And uh, really excited about this. And I think, uh, you know, Ryan and his family have built a great restaurant and looking forward to seeing you guys out there. We do have uh, seven locations. Our eighth location is opening up in Las Vegas, Nevada, real soon here at the beginning of quarter one, 2023. Um, what we're looking for franchise. Yes, uh, we are growing as a corporate locations. That is a huge goal of ours is to make sure that we have a good amount of corporate locations. We take pride in what we do. We love what we're doing and we want to make sure that we're growing. And also, if we find great leaders in the restaurant industry that are passionate about restaurants, right? We are not looking, if you have X amount of millions in the bank, congratulations, but you have no restaurant experience. Unfortunately, we, exactly. we can't have you to be part we can't have you part of the team. We're looking for folks that are not just restaurant people. We're looking for folks that are passionate about the restaurant industry and love passionate it. about people. If, if, if to you, you're trying to figure out how much more your bank account can grow with roll them up instead of you focusing on making sure that you have a great product that you're going to help people grow their career and you're going to make people better. And at the same time, guess what happens? Your bank account is growing, but that shouldn't be your focus. If your focus is you want to just make sure that your bank account just keeps growing. And no, they're, they're just, there's a ton of people on our list of franchisees that want to join. No, we want people that are focused on their people, on their product, on building something great for their community. That ultimately, all those things are going to happen. Right, so that's the type of franchisees. Look, we're getting a lot of franchisee inquiries, and we're calling them up and sitting down with them, and that's what we want to see. We want to see focus. We want to see people that are passionate about the restaurant industry and passionate about people. And and that's if, if that is you, call us. We're waiting for you. We can't wait to meet you. Okay, um, so that's what we're excited to do. Uh, we want to make sure that ultimately we're we're growing right and. Um, we're taking care of our customer. That's very, very important to us. Um, in regards to, look, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I love interviewing. I love meeting people. I love sitting down with people. I'll, I'll tell you the one of the most difficult, difficult characteristics to find out there is energy. I, you know, we talk to a lot of people, but man, it is so difficult to find people with this, passion and drive and energy yeah it's one of my 18 traits of leadership that i really focus on is developing your energy and how important energy is because we lack it completely and in, in its entirety in the in our society and there's few and far between of us who actually have it and share it and teach people how to use it mm -hmm. it is uh, i'm telling you if you're listening to this and you're that is one of the most difficult traits to find in, in a person. And I don't need just energy throughout the interview. I mean, every single time I see you at the restaurants, every time that we interact, every, even your text messages have energy, right? You, you just add value to people's life if you have energy and you have this passion and this just drive to be better. And you just walk away and you go, 
I don't know why, but every single time I hang out with this person, with Alexio, Alexio just makes me feel better about life, right? Alexio is somebody that uh, that I got the pleasure to work with and just recently and we hired him. And, and he's he's an 18-year-old kid, right? But just has this energy that you're like, I cannot wait to see what Alexio is going to do in his career, in his life. He, this kid is just wired for success. When you meet people like that, I mean, they they make you better. They make your, your I, corporation better. Excuse me. I won't mentor anyone that doesn't display at least the potential of being able to turn on this energy or whatever also. Like, it's a deciding factor for me because I, my time is very intentional and I want to make sure that the individuals I invest in are the individuals that are going to make the largest impacts possible and influence in a positive way. And I agree with you 100% on this issue. And I would, wouldn't even have thought about talking about it on a podcast, but it's true. And I will tell you this, it is my greatest asset and trait as an entrepreneur. I don't, I, I know the ability to get knocked down and, and fearless and getting back up. Yes, 100%. You have to be able to, to just grind it out. But the reason I can grind it out is because I have an energy about me and people are attracted to it and I can inspire them through it. It's why I do the podcast. It's why I, for some reason, attract people like Sam. It's not like I get, I really, we're very fortunate. We attract very high level energy individuals into this podcast. Maybe it's because I'm that individual and like I'm pulling out energy by everyone around you. But here's the other thing I will tell you, Sam, is that I've learned about myself is, and it's funny because people say this, oh, just by being around you, my social media gets better and my posts and I have more confidence. And I'm like, that's great. Mine doesn't get better. And I post the same amount of stuff I'm that telling you guys to do. I don't know why it's just I uncap their potential better. But being a person that has good energy, one thing you do have to really understand is your energy unlocks the energy and potential in other people and helps them grow, even if you're 19 years old, right? Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I can give you one thing wrapping up here. I'm working at Raising Canes. For some reason, I'm always clapping. They're just energy, right? And I, I, and I let it out somehow. So I'm working, I'm, I'm watching their operations and I just keep clapping and and I'm, I'm pushing out orders, right? And and there's a certain there's a certain clap that I do, right? So then I turn over and I see this team member and she's working drive through and she's doing this clap. And I said, hey, I thought she was mimicking me. Yeah, said, you hey, anchored a trigger. Goes, I don't know. You anchored it a just trigger. Feels good. Yeah. <laughs> I start laughing. You're anchoring her trigger that gives her positive she energy. Just felt yeah. it and felt like I can't, I can't do it. I, it just, it just Feels was good. this natural thing. And we all started laughing, right? And it was, it, it, had, it was such a fun moment because she saw somebody doing it and she didn't even know what her hands were doing, but she started doing the same thing I was doing because she wanted to achieve a goal. You know what the goal was is we want to make sure we have great product going out at a, at a very high pace and a very quick pace. Right. And she was just wired. And to this day, we talk about this and every time I see her, I'm still a huge fan of Raising Cane's. I'll go into it. I'll see her. We do this clap together. It's hilarious, but it is absolutely true. You, your energy helps other folks find their energy. 
right? Yeah. And and you're it anchoring so it. And you're anchoring a, uh, it through a habit. Story together, but, but you're anchoring you know. it through a habit. I think that that I love this, and I don't. I think that you couldn't hear me for a second. I accidentally hit the wrong mute instead of my mic. I hit yours, so you couldn't hear me. But the thing was. I love the anchoring of the habit. I love the anchoring of the energy with the clapping. Okay, this is very important. And I've learned this from my mentors that now I instill it, whether it's I'm mentoring a musician, I'm mentoring an entrepreneur, or I'm mentoring an athlete right now because I have all of them that have suddenly like pollinated my life because I refer to that. They think I'm giving to them. Really, they're giving to me. That's the truth. Yes. And, yes. and so here's the thing. In this energy, you're anchoring it. So like... I, I have learned like if I'm in a high pace and I'm going to run and the song's good that I have in my earphones and I'm plowing down Broadway here in Nashville, I'm starting to anchor things. I snap my fingers. I have this thing I do to my chest with my palm that's like I'm lion hearted because I feel like I'm a lion in the world. And amongst kittens, by the way, I wish there were cubs, but they're kittens. They're house cats, not even close to a lion or a big cat. It's the world we're dealing with out there because we're not teaching people to be men. And we're not teaching people from a man's standpoint. I won't speak for women. But in my opinion, what we're talking about and the most important thing on this podcast, um, and thank you guys for the water. It helped me get my voice back because they brought me in water. Um is that we're not anchoring this positive energy to positive things that have positive outcome, like the stoic thing, like during war, like in the moment, how do I have composure? How all of a sudden do I, how do I make sure I'm not spiking my energy before the game? How do I make sure that I all of a sudden spike my energy when they blow the whistle if I'm playing soccer? And I know that that energy is not wasted before the match. Like these are the type of triggers and energy I'm talking about. And what he's doing is he's triggering, he's doing this clapping and by doing it over and over again and creating a habit and now tying it to a positive outcome and a win, it's now instilled in the in the group. And he uses a trigger, maybe unintentionally, but now he's going to think about it even more, I'm sure, Sam, is he's triggered something in energy and the more people that work there and pick up on the trigger and they're having a bad day and things are bad and the manager's like okay let's do this and and we'll figure it out and you know bees have a happy dance it's the same thing we're still animals in the animal kingdom like we have this energy that we can pass back and forth and music does that for us through tempo and beats it's the same thing i snap my fingers three times you know if it's five times my literally my eyes will dilate with the amount of adrenaline that goes in my body and i have to be very careful how i use it and so that's just like that's how it is and gosh sam you have you the everyone has had such a positive impact on me lately uh on this podcast and even in Nashville as I've relocated here and figuring out my life and this sort of entrepreneurial like 3.0 I've like that's what I call it because I had my youth before I was 18 and like figuring out an entrepreneur as a kid and like the toy thing and side hustles like mowing the lawn and all that stuff and going to Europe and playing soccer and schooling but then I had food service partners and now I'm on this whole other journey, which is so focused on growing humans and growing myself and trying to have such positive impacts in the world that I love that you came on here. And um, I feel blessed and I'm very thankful to God that you took the time to be on here. Um, and if it doesn't help anyone else, it has helped me. And I just want everyone to know that. And 
I'll let you take us home with some more core values that you want to leave everyone with or whatever the question was. I can't even remember anymore because yeah. I was just so, I'm so blown away right now by the energy thing. And I never talk about it because it's, everyone thinks it's like, like imaginary stuff, but it's true. We live off of it. It determines our family's trajectories. And so Absolutely. please go ahead, Sam. Uh, well, um, you gave me a huge compliment. I wanted to let you know I'm extremely humbled. Thank you very much for saying that. Uh, it, this is this is so much fun. It's it's fun meeting with people, like minded people. It's fun to share our you know what we got to and how we got here. And you know, Ryan asked me, "Hey, uh, can you take care of this uh, podcast? I, I think you should you should be on there for us." And so I'm extremely grateful that Ryan uh, introduced us to. And you know, this is this is definitely. If you know Ryan and and what his drive is as a founder and owner and what he wants to do with uh, the company, but not only, you know, what his journey to get to where he's currently at is just phenomenal. I mean, the guy started making T-shirts when he was 14 years old, and he is just an absolute great mind as a founder. And what what he created with very little experience in the restaurant industry is just phenomenal and i am absolutely blessed to be a partner in the business with him and tiff and absolutely excited about our future and, and what we're going to do moving forward um I, but i think you know I, I shared with you the integrity part you know learning and make sure that you have you surround yourself with people that have great energy bring the energy out in them make sure that everything that you go into that you go into it with a, a high level of energy where the room isn't big it, it, it it's not big enough for you right you walk into it and sometimes you walk in and you're going like is this room as a whatever i remember walking in the first time as a district manager at in and out burger you have people with amazing knowledge that have grown a brand for 74 years and is a hall of fame brand and you're walking in as this young kid i'm going like damn man i hope i don't mess this up right but then you go no 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 don't bring fear into this Find out how you can add value to this. And I went from that room, and then we walked in, and God has blessed me with the opportunity to walk in to bigger rooms and bigger rooms. And then you realize as long as you keep a great mindset and you want to have uh, – uh, you have to have the mentality that you're always learning and you're growing and you're, you're doing this to help people. And ultimately, great things happen when you help people in and out in, in a nutshell. Take care of people, and guess what? You will thrive. That's pretty much, if I could say, you know, what I learned and what I've tried to do at every single concept that I've gone to is surround yourself with great people, help them achieve more than, they, than they've ever thought possible. And, you know, that's what my focus in. I, I met somebody by the name of Sahar. She, I hired her. At, she, I was so fortunate that she came in and interviewed. She, I met her when she was 17 years old at Raising Cane's. We started her off at $10.10 an hour. She was 17 years old, okay? At the time, the minimum wage as we were out here was $10 in 2016. She is now 22 years old, is an area leader of training for Dave's Hot Chicken, and she's making over $100,000 a year. And that's the type of story that motivates the hell out of me. When you take somebody and you go, hey, if you want to learn and grow, put the seatbelt on because where we're going, we're going to be so excited. You keep learning, you keep growing, 
And she came in at 17 years old, graduated from high school, and just found and fell in love with the restaurant industry. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anybody like her. And she's thriving. And she has the mind. And she's giving me books. And she's sending me Instagram posts of Simon Simonet. And she's giving me, hey, have you listened to this podcast? Have you done this? This is absolutely amazing when you get to work with somebody and you hire them on and they come in as a part-time team member. And now this individual is making me a better person. So, uh, that's, uh, that's essentially, you know, what I feel that, um, that this, you know, this journey has helped me and, and grow. And, and that I love is that other people join your journey. You're not alone. You're, you're not alone as a leader. Th- these people are motivating the hell out of you now. And, and they want more from you and you want more from them. And so it's really exciting. I can't tell you, you know, the time that we spend this morning, how much it means to me. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get in my car now. I might have a couple tears coming down my cheek, but I'm going to be fired up as fuck. Yeah. Because I can't wait to impact people's lives. Can't wait. Yeah. And you, the same thing will happen with me, uh, just so everyone knows. Like these moments, they're... That's the reward, guys. I don't, there's no trophy bigger. I don't, anyone who's out there is an entrepreneur and under and wants to know what the why is. Cause I hear this all the time recently again, cause I dropped the purpose word and I, I, you, I do have great purpose, but it's not what everyone thinks it is. Like it's just my ability to share my energy with the world and make a positive impact. And the rest takes care of itself. And I don't know how to tell you this, but. The world is built on energy. Every living organism exists and we share that energy with them. And I I don't, and it's part of the way God interacts and created the world and it's our ability to interact. We don't need to speak the same language. We don't need to understand what a dog's barking about. We can understand an energy if you really think about it. And we can have the ability to put out an energy that can really significantly move mountains, you know, and cross oceans and slay dragons, if you will, you know, whatever that looks like. And so like, it's very important. And we have that potential as humans. And, you know, it's not that we're just average, or we just have to settle for life. We have the ability to create superpowers within ourselves. We're gifted some by God that we should turn up the volume on and work on that. But there's other ones that we have curiosity that are part of my will aligning with God's will that I need to work on on my own. And I need to learn. And some of it's discovering, shit, I love food and I'm 17 years old and this is my passion. I need to do this. And that's okay. You know, it was for me too. I knew I was always going to be an entrepreneur. That's my passion. Did I know it was going to be food? No, it got turned on later. And so that's what I'm talking about. You, These things stack up. These small wins in life, positive wins stack up. And money compounds and money can stack up also. But if you really worry about less about the money and just letting it stack up, because the winning's being done and it's less tied to the money, I will tell you the impact in your life will change, okay? And I will say one more thing, and I've learned this the hard hard way. Well, not really. My parents instilled it in me, actually. And I learned it the hard way if I've ever let my foot off the gas. Is during the worst times is when I'm training 
to hit the gas the hardest, okay? So let me explain this. I work really hard during the good times to make things uncomfortable for everyone so they're prepared for the good times. Uh, bad times, excuse me. And during the bad times, everyone's already prepared for them. So they're knowing that I'm telling them, hey, we're preparing because during the bad times, we're going to hit the gas because we're going to start making distance on the competition. And that is part of life, guys. Life, I'm not only making distance now, but when everyone else is looking around like what's going on, I have the discipline just to keep heading straight and on cruise control in the same discipline and uncomfort we've already been in. Nothing's different. And to the point of in and out Burger, if you pay your employees properly as you go along and not versus the rewards, and I've made this mistake as an entrepreneur, as a young entrepreneur, I'll get caught up with, with a business partner as an entrepreneur. I've had that in my past. I'm not doing that ever again, and those lives are done. I'm a solo entrepreneur for a while. And it's... Um, it's important, guys. It's important that we we just have this foundation of character and core values in our business and who we are. And we do business properly. And we use podcasts like this to not make the same mistakes Sam and I made along the way. And But at the same time, understand that you're going to have to make mistakes and you're going to have to fail forward like the book he recommended, you know, because it is important. And so I don't – there is no shortcut. There is no hack. And especially in the food business, your value and your monetary reward is done in decades. And the legacy you built in your family will far outweigh the money. I will tell you no matter how much reward and money or how many trophies you have or how many wins or being the best chicken ever, whatever your business is, nothing stacks up like the legacies you're building in your own family and the families around you and in the communities you're impacting. And maybe even the world and the globe, if you extend your philosophy all the way down to the farmers and the vendors and the clients and the customers, you need to figure out how to get them to all buy into large vision that actually helps the planet. I haven't fully figured that out yet, but I bet if I keep talking to Sam and his drive and the fast food business and the quick service business, we might be able to figure this out based on my experience and scalability and farming and transportation and central production and that kind of scalability. So I'm going to keep Sam around, guys. This is what I'm going to keep everyone around. But it's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, I understand where he's going. I know the path that he's on. And if I can align my mind, one plus one equals three. Okay. And if I align three of us together, nine, not three. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about here. And I've went way too long and everyone's like, yeah, we need to get off. And so I do want to wrap this up. So Sam, I'm going to ask you to come back on the podcast, maybe in the spring, in the new year, as you guys franchise. And I'm going to just, we're going to think about this because I think we didn't answer all the questions and I think there's a lot more content here and we didn't even really crack open, roll them up to Keto's. So maybe we could do some of that and I'll invite you to come back on because I just, I want to continue to grow you and I, but I think we can do it publicly uh, through the podcast that helps generations also, if that's okay with you. Man, that is more than okay. I absolutely can't wait to get back on here again you uh you have added value to my uh, day and i uh my goal is to go out there and make sure i impact other folks so thank you so much this is gonna be a lot a lot of fun i can't wait to see where we keep going with uh rolling up taquitos and ryan and his leadership and and the folks that we have coming on board so thank you again thank you for your time thank you for the invitation and uh hope you have a amazing day
And you do the same. And I'm going to leave the audience with this, guys. Um, first off, I just want to say you can find us on Spotify or anywhere else you uh, grow yourself through podcasts. Again, I highly recommend growing yourself, not just here, but everywhere you can. Share this podcast. Put it in the notes, guys. If you like what's going on here, like share the love. Help out the entrepreneurs. Help out the podcast. There's a lot of love and information here that's impactful. Okay, and um, lastly, I want to leave everyone with this. From the moment we get up in the morning to the moment we go to bed, we determine the lives and the energy of those around us, okay? And if someone in our lives or in our situation is dimming our light, okay, which means putting a shadow on our energy or making it so we can't share with the world or they want it all for themselves, those are not the situations we should be in. And a lot of energy dies because of that. And a lot of entrepreneurs die. Their business may not go under, but the entrepreneurial spirit dies, okay? And so how we spend our energy, how we turn it on, who we choose in our lives to have that energy with. And that includes being stoic. That is an energy. Being calm amongst a storm and being able to raise your family no matter what's going on or whatever's going on or someone's hurting your wife or your kids and being able to have a level-headed and level mind is part of the energy I'm talking about. I'm not only talking about like going out there and being Rocky Balboa and running down Broadway like I do at 500 miles an hour. I'm talking about the, the energies that we have and when to use them because being able to keep myself calm in a crisis or when I'm in Russia during the World Cup and people are trying to like potentially kidnap people that I'm with at the time and and all that, this requires a calmness energy. So it's important that we develop these and focus on them and we don't do it in school anymore. We don't do it as humans, as mentors. Our parents don't teach us about it. Like it's just a weird thing when it's so important that it's the most important thing we admit and it's ultimately what determines whether or not we're true leaders in the long run when we're dead like it's the one factor i will tell you that if a person doesn't have the energy over the long run they were just a fly in the pan or whatever the thing is i can't remember the term i mess them up all the time sorry guys i don't get that's let me like my one thing i can't remember the sayings and so it's just that and um you know, so if you're going to get anything out of this, I would say discipline, work hard. Don't be afraid to go in food. It is an opportunity. It is blue ocean. I will say you, the more people that don't get into food, the better the opportunity is for those that are going to work hard and to rise up quickly and have a Sam story. Just saying. So thank you everyone for listening in. You can find us on social media and we're out. <laughs>